This is the Berman Method podcast featuring Dr. Jake Berman and physician assistant Jenny Berman. We are here to treat problems and not symptoms. Disclaimer, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and not to treat anyone or to give medical advice. If you are interested in any information that we are giving and would like to use this for yourself, we recommend that you contact your primary care physician or reach out to us and ask us questions about yourself specifically. Enjoy! Here we are with the Berman Method podcast. I'm Jenny Berman, physician assistant. This is take two of the podcast on this lovely Monday morning. Sometimes you just have those Mondays. You know how that goes. But here we are. I am solo today. Jake is out with his golfers doing some golf sessions and golf lessons, golf performance stuff. So that's really exciting. We've had a lot going on the last several weeks. As you guys know, we have taken some trips. We went to Cleveland for a business meeting. He's been traveling to hold these golf clinics. So it's just keeping us really busy. It's really fun. We are really excited about where everything is going and how we are progressing. We have had some new employees start at both clinics, which is really awesome. Just continuing to expand and grow and really excited to just help one more person. As you know, the Berman Method podcast, we are all about treating problems and not symptoms. So really diving deep into the body and figuring out what is causing your autoimmune disease? What is causing your joint pain? Why is your back hurting other than what the MRI is telling you that you have and that may not actually be the cause of your pain? Why are you struggling with obesity or being overweight? If you're struggling with being overweight and you've tried all the different diets and exercises and killing yourself in the gym and you're still not making the progress that you want to make or reaching your goals, there may be something else going on. And more internally, is it related to a cortisol issue? Is it related to a gut issue, a thyroid issue? So really being able to evaluate the problems and not just the symptoms. If your cholesterols are high, do you have to take that statin medication or are there other options? If you have endometriosis, do you have to go on that oral contraceptive or birth control pill or birth control of a different type to treat the endometriosis? Or is there something else that we could look into to identify the cause of this inflammatory response? When it comes to your knee replacement, do you actually need a knee replacement? Or do we need to look and see, can we get full extension of your knee? Can we get your glutes firing the way they're supposed to? We really want to focus on treating the problem and not just handing out pills, not just going under the scalpel and having surgery. We don't want to treat the symptoms. We really want to focus on the actual problem. If this is your first podcast, that's a great little intro. You know, certainly go back and listen to some of the prior podcasts. If you've been podcasting with us for a while, you're probably tired of hearing the same things about treating problems and not symptoms, but sometimes it just clicks a little bit differently when we talk about it different ways. So we are doing a Mythbusters series right now. If you have not tuned in for the last couple of weeks, I encourage you to go back and listen to some of the other myths that we busted from a health and wellness perspective and from a physical perspective. And since I'm solo today, I'm going to do one that kind of covers both. So we're going to be continuing on with the Mythbusters series. And today I'm going to Mythbust. 
it's just my genetics. I'm stuck with it. This is just how it's going to be. It's my genetics. Wrong, wrong, wrong. And this could be really for anything. It could be for obesity or that autoimmune disease that you have of rheumatoid arthritis or multiple sclerosis or your Crohn's disease, or it could be your knee pain and having to have a knee replacement because every person above you in your family, your father, your grandfather, your uncle have all had knee replacements. It could be your back surgery. Everybody in your family's had to have back surgery. You just have a bad back. It could be your teeth. Everybody in my family has cavities. Everybody in my family has had to have root canals. I just have bad teeth. Or is it your eyes? You know, yes, we have genes, but we also have the ability, drum roll, listen closely, we have the ability to turn our genes on and to turn our genes off. This is what we call epigenetic expression. There are things internally and externally that are causing our genes to turn on or causing our genes to turn off. And so they are not functioning efficiently or appropriately. So you are born with a set of genes and a set of chromosomes and your own DNA, but you have the power to make yourself as healthy of an individual as you want or unhealthy as an individual as you want. So let's talk about some of the things that can turn genes on and turn them off. We certainly have the internal factors. So internal factors being things that we are putting into our body and that resonate in the body like our food. So if we are consuming diets high in sugar, sugar is very inflammatory and can increase our immune response and antibody and cytokine development. Antibodies are inflammatory markers that go systemic in our body, meaning to all the organs and can cause an inflammatory response. Cytokines specifically are antibodies or these inflammatory markers that can cross the blood-brain barrier and get to our brain and, and affect the chemical balance of our brain. So the food that we're eating can significantly impact what our how our body is responding and these genes that are turned on. And it's not just sugar. It can be food sensitivities or food allergies. Just because we eat something and we don't have any repercussions as far as GI symptoms or rash or anaphylaxis doesn't mean that it's not causing an inflammatory response, especially if you're one that does have headaches or an autoimmune disease of some kind. So the food that we're putting into our body, first and foremost, can be a huge internal factor because it is affecting the microbiome or the environment of our gut. And when we, as we know from other podcasts, when we have a leaky gut or gut permeability, that really sets our body up for the immune system working on overdrive and creating these autoimmune disease responses. So again, you may carry the gene for Crohn's disease or for rheumatoid arthritis, but it doesn't mean that that has to be expressed and that those levels have to be elevated or that you have to be symptomatic. We can really control that and keep it in remission so that the body is not symptomatic. 
Other factors, things like cortisol level, which is a stress hormone, gut permeability, which is going to lead to vitamin deficiencies, can be a factor as well. And from the outside standpoint, it could be things like the plates that you're eating on, the pans that you're cooking in, the cups that you're drinking out of. If you're using copper-related items of pans and cups, then that actually can reduce your zinc level because copper and zinc compete for absorption. So if we have a high level of copper and a low level of zinc, that can stimulate autoimmune disease as well, or that can reduce the effects of our immune system. Uh, It actually can increase our risk for Alzheimer's or dementia if we have a low zinc level and a high copper level. And again, this is related to exogenous factors just by the pans that we're cooking on and the cups that we're drinking out of if they contain copper. Certainly there's other exogenous factors as far as your external stressors that are going on, the pollution that's in the air, which we may not have as much control over, but things like utilizing plastic or microwaving plastic or wearing an Apple watch, which I'm really bad about, but there's so many of us out there that use an Apple watch or talking on your phone with the phone to your ear. That's actually creating some radiation as well, which is an external factor of turning on the inflammatory process or immune system. From a health and wellness standpoint, there's a lot of different factors externally and internally that can increase our risk factor for the immune system working on overdrive, which is then leading to these autoimmune diseases. Now, when it comes to obesity, let's talk about obesity. Uh, You know, a lot of people will say, well, I've tried everything. I've tried every diet. I've tried every exercise program. I've killed myself. And it's just, it is what it is. You know, I might lose 10 pounds, but I'm going to gain it back. This is just my set point. This is my genes. And this is where my body is. That's just what it's going to be. And that is not true either. Dr. Carolyn Cedarquist that I trained with and am still very close with, she'll tell you that majority of the people in her family are overweight or obese and that she actually carries a significant amount of the obesity genes, but she is not obese by any means. And it really comes down to how is your metabolism doing? What are your hormones looking like? What is your metabolic function? And what are you doing to support that metabolic function, knowing that you have the potential for these genes to turn on. And that's looking at factors like your insulin level, looking at your cortisol level, your vitamin D level, are your macronutrients, meaning your proteins, your carbs, and your fats, where they should be for your body specifically to be able to keep up with your metabolic rate? Is your caloric intake where it should be for your resting metabolic rate, meaning the amount of calories that you're burning at rest? If we want to maintain, we have to be equal to that. If we want to lose, we have to be in a deficit, meaning lower than that. But we need to do that with the right balance of your proteins, your carbs, and your fats. There are certain vitamin levels and nutrient levels like glutamine and L-theanine that are really important to make sure that the body can actually maintain adequate muscle mass and burn fat so that you're not actually losing muscle and then gaining it back when you lose that 10 pounds and gain it right back. 
the more muscle mass we have, the higher our metabolic rate, number one, but also number two, things like cortisol, which is a stress hormone, is catabolic to our muscle, meaning the higher our cortisol level, the more our muscle is being broken down by this steroid cortisol being the steroid. And so we need to make sure that we are getting enough of the vital nutrients like glutamine, which is an amino acid to support muscle mass and make sure we're either maintaining or gaining muscle mass. The cortisol level itself, we need to be able to control that. If your body has a high level of cortisol, you're actually going to hold on to fat most commonly in the abdominal area, but also cortisol and blood sugar work together. If one is high, the other is being released. If the other is high, the other is being released. So we really have to stabilize the cortisol level and the insulin level or blood sugar stability. So again, if you're struggling with weight, it's not just your genes. We have the ability to turn those genes off. We just have to find what's right for your body specifically. From a physical standpoint, you know, if everybody in your family has had to have back surgery or they have terrible feet and or they all have hammer toes and you have to have surgery on your hammer toes or your knee replaced, again, this is you have the ability to turn the genes on and off. And what we have to do is focus on, are, is your body working as efficiently as it should? So step number one, if you're consuming a high amount of sugar or carbohydrates, or you don't have adequate amount of protein, your muscles are not going to fire the way they should. You're not going to have the adequate muscle mass that you should to support these joints, but also sugar is inflammatory and it will cause fluid retention. It will cause damage to the cartilage and internally to the joints because of the constant inflammation. So that itself can be one of the reasons why your your joints are breaking down and you're getting to that bone-on-bone situation. If your muscles aren't working efficiently, then you are putting more stress through the joints. If your muscles are not recovering appropriately because you're not getting the right nutrients and you're not getting the right amino amino acids in your body, then again, the muscles are at a chronic state of inflammation and fatigue. It's not going to support your joints the way it's supposed to. If we are eating foods that are sensitive to our body, again, that's creating a systemic inflammatory response, meaning the inflammation goes everywhere, not just your stomach, not just the intestines. And that inflammation will reside in your joints, which will cause a breakdown of your cartilage and of the joint space. So again, leading towards that bone on bone, simply from a state of an inflammation of what you're putting into your body. And then we have the exogenous factors as well of, you know, what are you doing to the joints as far as mechanics go? And are you actually, you know, are your feet moving the way that they're supposed to be moving to support your upper body? Are you wearing the right shoes, which could be impacting the toes itself? Are you going barefoot enough, as Jake would say, you know, don't even wear the shoes, get rid of them. But we want to be able to utilize the muscles in our feet. We want to make sure that the bones are moving appropriately in our feet to prevent any foot issues, but also ankle and knee issues as well. 
something else I didn't mention about the internal factor is our skeletons are essentially all the same. So a five foot eight male who's 170 pounds, it has the same exact skeleton as the five foot eight male who is 240 pounds. And think about the amount of stress that is going through the joints on the 240 pound skeleton compared to the 170 pound skeleton. Our skeleton, our bones, our internal system are the same and they are not meant to support a lot of extra weight or adipose tissue. So again, coming back to the obesity factor or being overweight, that doesn't have to be genetic either. That doesn't have to be a, it is what it is. There are certainly things that we can do to support that. All of this to say that epigenetic expression, we have the ability to turn our genes on and off. We have to identify the actual cause and target the cause. It may be multifactorial. It may be a combination of insulin resistance where you're not metabolizing carbs and sugar efficiently. Uh, that you're not getting enough protein in your diet and your cortisol level is elevated. In addition to that, you have a low vitamin D level. All of these things are working together or against each other to cause the symptoms that you're experiencing. So these aren't necessarily easy fixes as far as, you know, quick and easy, but they are simple because we can identify it per individual through your blood testing, through your medical history, and through, you know, evaluation of your day-to-day and really be able to treat the problem and start to reverse the inflammatory response, get the immune system functioning where it should be instead of being on overdrive and reverse these autoimmune conditions that you have, or again, the obesity. We can get these conditions into remission and quiet the genes down so that we are able to to sustain it and control it. The whole point is living a higher quality of life. And as we've said multiple times before, if you're not better tomorrow than you are today, if you're not taking one step up more often than you're taking a step back, you're not progressing. If Jake were here, he would say, if you're not planning to die in the next one year, then we need to focus on progressing and not regressing. If we're staying the same every day and we're just blaming it on the genetics and coming up with the excuse of genetics, then we're continuing to regress. And that is not about a quality of life. We want our patients and our clients to be able to keep up with the kids and push them on their bicycles and to keep up with the grandkids swimming and going water skiing or to be able to golf with the grandkids for three days in a row, to take that seven-day trip to Scotland. These are all things that our 70 and 80-year-olds are doing and we want that. We want you to be able to continue that high quality of life and not feel... I used to be able to do that, but you know that's not going to happen anymore because of this back pain. Or I used to be able to do that, but that's not going to happen anymore because I am just exhausted every afternoon. I need to take my two-hour nap and I don't have time. That's you know something I didn't even talk about this whole podcast was energy and sleep. And you don't have to take that sleeping pill. Uh, you don't have to take a nap every day at two o'clock. There's something playing into that. Is your sleep abnormal because you, your magnesium level is low and that's the 
red blood cell magnesium, not a serum magnesium? Is your sleep abnormal because your cortisol level is high? Is it because your blood sugar is unstable? So yeah, you have a normal fasting blood sugar when your doctor checks it in the morning, but what does your insulin level look like? What does your A1C look like? Or your good cholesterol, triglycerides, these are all playing a role as well. So again, you know, this is so much information and I know it's a lot when I'm just talking by myself, but it's all things that can be evaluated to really change the quality of life and to ultimately know it just being your genes, it's your genetic makeup. That's an excuse. That is not the cause. That is an excuse. So let's dive a little bit deeper It's not easy, but it's simple because we can figure it out. It's hard work. It doesn't get better tomorrow, but it is so worth it to be able to live a higher quality of life, to not have the abdominal pain, to not have the joint pain, to be able to fit in the clothes that you want to fit into confidently and be able to go out with your friends, to be able to sit comfortably on the airplane without being squished or feel like you you are just in an uncomfortable situation. So I really encourage you guys, you know, look at the cause, really reach out to us, reach out to a functional medicine provider and see if you can dig a little bit deeper. If it's a joint issue or back pain, knee pain, hip pain, figure out if you're actually moving your body as efficiently as you could, or do you have that full extension of your knee? Are your muscles, specifically the glutes, activating the way they should? And you're only going to know that by seeing a professional and having them put your hands on you. Don't go to these, you know, pops places, no offense to anyone out there, physical therapists that are at a pops place, meaning a physician-owned clinic. But, you know, go to a functional manual therapy where they're going to be able to put your their hands on you and see if your muscles are activating the way they should. And don't get me wrong, there's some great physical therapists at the physician-owned clinics that will put their hands on you. So if you find one, that's phenomenal. My sister is one. She's in Tennessee and she's a great phenomenal physical therapist that puts her hands on her patients and really is able to treat their problems and not symptoms. But majority of the time, you want to be able to find a a manual, somebody that specializes in manual therapy and is really able to evaluate you as an individual and really see you one-on-one. So take some time to invest into your own health, to add some years to your life, quality years that is, and know that your genes are not the end-all be-all. You have the ability to make this better. All right. So that is it for today. I hope everybody has a wonderful week and that your Monday is looking up if it's down or is continuing to brighten, even if it's already bright. And I can't believe we're already towards the end of July. It's just going by so quick. If you have any topics that you want us to cover on the podcast, please reach out to us, send us an email, uh, reach out to us on social media. We're always open to answering questions that other people have. But for now, we will continue this Mythbusters series next week. Have a wonderful week and ciao for now. 
Thank you for subscribing on your social media and podcast platforms to The Berman Method. Dr. Jake Berman with Berman Physical Therapy and Jenny Berman, Physician Assistant with Berman Health and Wellness. You can find more information on our website, www.bermanpt.com for physical therapy, bermanpt.com forward slash wellness for the health and wellness. You can also find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and on your podcast platform. So be sure to follow us, like us, subscribe to us. And if you would like any further information, definitely visit our website and reach out to us. You may also find our free reports on the websites as well, where you can download this free information for yourself. Have a great day.